The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. On fourth down, Rogers steps up, end zone, Watson, he's got it again. He is absolutely on fire, his seventh touchdown in the last four games, and the Packers are right back in it. It's not the first time that's happened this year. It's Watson on the end around, he can fly, and he can fly to the end zone, touchdown Green Bay. No more of that, I want no <laughs> more uh, positive uh, Packer stuff. I don't mean from Mellor. I mean, like, no more than yeah. In the no, not from Mellor. I mean from the rivalry. Like it's it's time that the rivalry flips. Don't you and think? I'm that admittedly on edge. When you remove a Hall of Fame quarterback from the equation, don't you believe at least from the very beginning that would mean that team is going to be an easier target than they would be with. Aaron Rodgers there. It's been, it's been my whole premise. Yeah, it's been my whole thing. And now, and again, like, I this would rather been... play the Packers now than five, six weeks from now because maybe they prove that they're ready for the challenge and all of these young guys in that offensive huddle and their young quarterback with very little experience, maybe they find their rhythm. But I would like for that to happen several weeks from now versus on Sunday. I think this is huge. Like That's why I, again... Uh, someone say someone joked in the Twitch chat. They said, "Is Sylvie working too much now with the Bears pregame stuff? Is he too stressed out? Is this just? It, it, it's just that I it, again, I am admittedly on edge. I I, I didn't love the way they I they either. conducted their preseason or training camp, and I, I, I am so badly want them to start." this new version of the Bears-Packers rivalry with a win. I don't believe if they lose that it's the end of the season. I don't either. Uh, No, but I do believe it can really go a long way to getting the season off on the right foot. It boosts them. I've, I've covered too many Bears teams to when you believe early, all of a sudden, you stuff happens that you just never thought a, a team could accomplish, this team could accomplish. You get a few early, you w- beat the Packers, you beat Tampa, you're 2-0. and Now all of a sudden a young team starts believing. Sure. And, 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 who, and now all of a sudden uh, thing, things can happen. Um, and again, it's a long season, and yes, you could turn it around. Detroit showed you, and no, they didn't make the postseason, but they ended the season in a good way, and a lot of people like the phrase, it doesn't matter how you start, it's how you finish. Uh, but again, I believe when you don't play this team until week 18, and when Jordan Love is playing, starting his first game, it is important to go in there and to sort of At home. dictate. Dictate here. This is how it's going to be early. It feels like deja vu where the Packers trade away their future Hall of Fame quarterback to the New York Jets. And we're saying to ourselves, boy, he just dominated us. They were, he was 23-13 and 13 against, against us. It can't possibly get worse. And then in 2008, 
Aaron Rodgers, young quarterback who sat behind the Hall of Famer for a couple of years, comes out. And uh, he just ran off a 25-5 and five stretch against us. But my us. guess, Meller, is, is if you look, and, I, and this is pure speculation and guessing, but my guess would be if you looked at Aaron Rodgers, the, the, the games he played in the stat sheet in his first several starts, it probably, there was a build-up period yeah, for Oh, him. yeah, yeah. What was he, 6-10 and 10 in his first year yeah, or something so, like I mean, that? like, you know, it's... When, when the Bears got Cutler in uh, 09, I always tell this story. We did a poll question saying, who was, who is going to be the best quarterback in the North? This was in 09. Is it going to be Stafford? Is it going to be Cutler? Is it going to be Rodgers? And who was a Favre? It was, was, Favre, was it for Favre, the Favre at that time yeah. in his second year there, and and was it his first year, or second year, something like that? It was that. his first year with the and Vikings. Cutler ran away with the poll question. Of course. The, By the way, Cutler I finally made contact with, with Jay today. Oh, did, w- I sent him a text just to congratulate him on the new show and when uh, welcome to the CW. Did you say I did not? No, I just congratulated One him Tree on Hill? the new gig. And did you say welcome to One Tree Hill? <laughs> not. And then told Jay, him I hope if the kids are okay, and he just sent back a thanks, dude. Did you ask him he's going to show up to the broadcast? I did not. I did Say, not go there. Are you going to make it to the anniversary? Uh, I did not. Nope. <laughs> are you going to make it to the I broadcast? Nope. Uh-uh. Didn't go there. So you got how long on Trying, retainer? You know what? I tried baby steps, man. It's baby steps. It's baby steps. Did you tell him our anniversary show was I, I three months ago? No, I ass. I didn't. Four months no, ago? No, I did not. I did not. Look, I'm not sitting here telling. And I'm no, one that also believes that they will be better. This Bears team should be better in week eight than they are in week one. Because as I've do- documented, they are, I believe, significantly more talented up and down that roster. I share your concerns that many of these guys have had a couple of padded practices in the last couple of weeks. I don't know what the hell is going to happen with Nate Davis. I have no idea if Lucas Patrick's going to be able to stand up in the Kenny Clark dream becomes reality. I don't know if Cody Whitehair's right hand is going to work. I don't know if Demarcus Walker is going to be able to play 50 snaps. See, now you sound like me. But I don't know any of that. 50 snaps. But I have to. Demarcus Walker, he's on a rotation. I get it. My point is, is that I have to come to a conclusion. And my conclusion is, is you're getting this Packer team at the right time. I trust your offensive coordinator. I think there are things. Your head coach is a defensive coordinator. If you face a quarterback who's only had 83 pass attempts in his entire NFL career, albeit a young career, and the four top targets for that young quarterback are second-year guy, second-year guy, rookie, and rookie. Like, you can't let Jordan Love come out and get, get comfortable by playing off and playing zone. Come up, get your hands on their receivers, and make that young quarterback with 83 pass attempts have to throw perfect passes to beat your guys. Try to make his life as difficult as possible. And if he's throwing guys open and he's dropping dimes on guys, then I'll throw my hands in the air and say, we got to again. Yeah, and it's my 52nd birthday on Sunday. If you see me in the median uh, of Lakeshore Drive, because I'm 52 years old and I'm old as dirt, and I'm in the fetal position because Jordan Love threw for 350 and a couple of touchdowns, and they beat the Bears. That will not you, be you the come, right way. Someone to, come and help me. That will not be the right way to start off this season. It right. will not be the right way for you to celebrate your 52nd birthday. I'm sweating. You're right. sweating. I'm I'm sweat. I am. I got a sweat going. The shower didn't take. 
I drank every day of the. the well, that's good. There's, the, there's positives. The Labor to that. Day holiday. How maybe? about this? If I say this, can I sell you on the following premise? Okay, I did a lot of work the last couple of days because I'm in football mode. I'm in the bunker. Can I sell you on? Remember what my battle cry, at least for the offense, was a couple of years ago. Just be average. Now, I know what you're going to say. This team's got to be better than average. I'm talking statistically average. And let me give you Start, give yeah. me 60 seconds here. Do you realize what the Bears offensively averaged last year? They averaged 300 yards, 308 yards per game, which ranked 28th in the league. They were the number one rushing attack in the league at 177 yards per game. They were dead last in passing yards for 131 per game. But they were 28th, averaging 308 yards per game. They averaged 19.2 points per game, which ranked 23rd, and they allowed 58 sacks, which was the fourth most. Do you realize in 2022, the team that ranked 16th in all of these stats averaged 339 per game, 21 and a half points per game, and gave up 40 sacks? If you did that, you would be falling in the dead middle spot of all of these statistics. And the progress that you would be making just being statistically average would be eye-popping. Defensively, this group gave up 376 yards per game last year. That's 29th. They gave up 27 points per game, dead last, and they sacked 20 quarterbacks, which is the fewest sacks in the NFL last year. The 2022 NFL average for all those stats where teams gave up 336 yards per game, 21.7 points per game, and sacked 40 quarterbacks. If you can just be statistically average, that's why when everyone's saying, well, this team may win 10 games or 11 games, just be average. And you're going to see a significant rise in the number of wins that you have. Now, I hope they're above average in all of these things. It's a big jump, though. But they have so much room to grow just to statistically get to the number 16th ranked team in all of these stats. That that's why, for me... I look at this as significant progress in 2023. Justin, too. Justin is a passer. If Justin could be an average passer with his skill set running the football and his athleticism, do you know how good of a quarterback he would be as an average passer? On that note, as I told you, last year they ranked dead last in passing yards per game with 131. Do you know how many yards the 16th ranked passing attack in the National Football League averaged last year? 228. 217. Pretty good guess. I'm not asking you to throw for 300 yards No, again. no, right. The 16th ranked passing attack last year averaged 217 passing yards per game. My point is, is, is that I'm not expecting this team to go from 0 to 100 miles an hour. Let's get up to 55, which is the speed limit. And then when we get a little bit better control of our vehicle, maybe we can hit the gas a little bit. But right now, just be average statistically, and you will see monumental improvement across the board. Yep. Patrick and Downers, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Patrick? Uh, Hey, boys. How you doing? We're good. Some would say I'm uh, Downers today. (laughs) Debbie Downers. (laughs) You're not downers, uh, you're just yeah. apprehensive. No, he's a little bit of a downer. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to throw the idea out to you guys and just see your feedback. Brian Burns is currently holding out, and we wanted him reportedly in the trade mm-hmm. uh, for the number one pick, mm-hmm. uh, and we got him more instead. Uh, do you think we could, like, flip their first-round pick back to them? Or, or ours, but depending on... Uh, which you do uh, think is going to be worse? It's funny, or we had this conversation. 
upstairs. What's that? I said, it's funny. We had this conversation briefly upstairs. Oh, did you? Oh, nice. Uh, I mean, he's played his least amount of games he's ever played, 15 games. He keeps getting better every year. And I think if we give whichever one is worse uh, or better, however you want to phrase it, uh, pick away first round or second and two fourths, uh, and I just want I wanted your guys' opinion on that. We obviously need a long term edge rusher. He's in his prime, like getting into his prime. So it's a short term and a long term trade. Um, but yeah, I just wanted your guys' opinion, and I'll hang up and listen. My concern would be Burns. Burns is listed as a weak side linebacker in a three four defense, and we know how the the defensive minded head coach feels about his system. And I'm not taking anything away from Brian Burns, but if he can't play the defensive end position, he's not going to fit in this defense. You don't ask your outside linebackers to rush the quarterback in this defense. So I would say scheme fit with I mean, this. Just he a can't speculation. be a four-three defensive end. Uh, that would be something that the coaching staff up at Hallis Hall would have to talk to you about. But like currently, he's listed as a weak side linebacker at six-five and two-fifty, and in this defense. Usually, you got guys that are setting the edge on defense at the defensive end position that are bigger than that. This is good news, though, for the Bears, regardless, isn't Absolutely. it? Because they because, will win fewer games, right? Like if if there's an issue, and if they may trade him to somebody, even if the Bears are inquiring, if he's not with that team, yes. they're worse, and you hold their pick, and you want them to be as bad as possible. Yes. I, I would add this as well, just to kind of circle back to the, the conversation we just had too. I think this is a really good game. Not to come to a long-term conclusion about anything, but this is where coaching will really matter for the reasons I mentioned. Can Matt Eberflus, your defensive-minded head coach, along with Alan Williams, come up with a defense that will disturb an inexperienced rookie quarterback who's basically got a rookie resume and a, and a group of, of weapons that don't have a lot of experience? Can you, as an, an experienced defensive guy, Put together a game plan that makes life difficult for this young man as he makes the most important start of his career. And consequently, on the other side, can your offensive coordinator put together a game plan that will protect his young quarterback behind an offensive line that is unsettling against a defense that I think is a better defense than how they performed last year? So can Luke Getze... Take whatever it is that he feels all of his guys do well and get the most out of them against a defense that I think is pretty solid. So can he put together a game plan to highlight what Justin can do and put him in position to be comfortable early and then build from that? And can the defensive-minded head coach put together a game plan that will confuse or frustrate the young quarterback coming in? This is where I think you can actually look at this team, and we've all said this. It's unfair to judge this coaching staff after one year. Is it going to be unfair to judge this coaching staff after one game? Sure it is. But I think you can get a feel for, hey, listen, if we can come out of this game, we'll go, I really think that Allen Williams and, and, and Matt Eberflus put together a good plan to confuse and to frustrate Jordan Love, and they couldn't get on track. And on the other side, Matt Gatsy did, did a really good job getting Justin comfortable it took advantage of what this offense does well. We came away with a win against a Green Bay Packer team that is still trying to find its way. I think that coaching is going to be on display in this game. Uh, a simple, maybe I shouldn't read this because his handle is a simple burner. 
Um, he says, why do you want the offense to go back to just standing in the pocket? Like the offense explodes when he is dynamic, but you want him to be a pocket quarterback. Your stress wants to make him a statue. Get the blank out of there with that blank. I don't want him to be a statue. I don't want him to be just a pocket passer. I like to move the pocket. I don't want him to run all the time. I want him to I don't want him to bail on a play when a play is there. I love moving within the pocket with not just running the football. Like you have I move to, the pocket. You have to perform from between the tackles as a quarterback in this league. Yeah, right. You're 100% correct. It may not, we're not dropping back and expecting him to throw 30 times between your right and left tackle. But you have to be able to function efficiently from back there at a, a number of different times. Ahmad in uh, Chicago Ridge, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ahmad? Hey, guys, how are you? We're good. Yeah, listen, guys, I, I honestly, I don't want to put high hopes on the Bears this year about beating the Packers and whatnot. We're nowhere near competing. Um, have you guys seen the preseason lately? There's nothing to be really impressed about except with the addition of that backup quarterback, Tyson Bacon. But that Did you call him Bacon? Is, no, no, uh, Bajan. Okay, Bajan. I thought you maybe called him Bacon. Yeah. Okay, I didn't hear you right. Uh, so, I mean, the front four uh, starter, they can't even create pressure or disturb the pocket and whatnot or put pressure on the quarterback, especially against that Buffalo game when Josh Allen was playing for what that first drive. Uh, they just drove down that field a touchdown and that was it. Well, they had no pressure on them whatsoever. So I've seen nothing impressive throughout the whole preseason. So this season is strictly about Justin Fields. Can he deliver in the pocket? Can he make those good throws? You know, and that's what that's what the season is all about right now, to be quite honest with you. So I got them at seven wins. Looking at that schedule, so I got this team at seven wins. So I really don't care who they beat and whatnot. It's about the possession of Justin Fields as a pocket passer and a thrower. Ahmad, thanks for the phone call. Look, I got him at eight wins, so I don't have yeah. him a, a whole lot higher. And I have eight him at eight as well. Eight, eight is a significant improvement over last year. Yeah, yeah. The spaghetti guy? He was, though. He could, he did name him correctly. Yeah. I, I just misheard him. He didn't call him Baguette or Bacon like I thought. And he did call him Tyson. Yes, he did call him Tyson. What did, uh, what did Cap call him last week? Tyler. Tyler. Tyler By Bates. the way, again, like this is a Green Bay Packers team coming to town. Last year they were eight and nine. You want some more numbers for you? This team was historically average. Last year they gave up or they averaged three hundred thirty-eight yards and twenty-one point eight points per game. That ranked dead in the middle, seventeenth in yards per game, fourteenth in, in in points per game. weren't they weren't they a Lovey-esque eight nine as well? They were. Because they yes. lost the last game against the Lions, but they rallied to get to that point at eight and eight. They did because they struggled early. And defensively, they were middle of the pack on everything. They ranked 17th in yards per game, 337 yards per game, and middle of the pack, 22 points per game. They were a middling team last year. And you've removed their Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. Now's the time to get them if you're going to get them. Look, like, I, I, want it, I want this too really bad because not only am I a Bears fan, but because I've been yelling at Packer fans for the last year or yeah, two. Yeah, you have. That, it, that it's over. That it's over yeah. and that, like, be careful what you wish for about yeah. wanting Rodgers out of yeah. town because you're going to have to live like us. You're going to have to. I can't have them have another good quarterback. You're going to have to get rid of Twitter or X or whatever it's called if they if the Packers I, I win may. on Sunday. Yeah, I may have to do you may a social have to scrub. delete all of your social yes, media. Yes, yes. Because you did do a little taunting of Packers yes. fans a couple of months they, ago. You can't. You can't have three in a row. 
It just it defies, so funny it if defies we had, logic. We had Sylvie from two and a half months ago versus Sylvie. You were so confident at what yeah. the Bears had on in store I'm two months ago. Now. And now you've got uh, a forehead well, sweat. I want to deliver a death blow. I want in the week bear, one? I want to deliver a Bears death blow. Yes. In week one? Yes. I want a death blow delivered. Jimmy on the north side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? Marco, how are you? What's up, Jimmy? He's stressed. Uh, I have all yeah, sorts no. of emotions. Yeah, yes, uh, Marco, I, you know, I was thinking about what you were saying. Like, I think it softened it a little bit, but were you saying that you, you want him to become a passer and a good runner? Is that, is that what you were saying? I, I don't or? want his number one strength being running the football. I want him to be, like, all the, all the he is him guys have always said, Justin Fields wasn't a running quarterback in college. Justin Fields was a thrower in college. I want Justin yeah. Fields to be a thrower in the NFL as well. Yeah, I I want him to be able to to throw the ball. But the way I think about it is, and, and hopefully gets these. I think I think gets is going to really tailor this offense's skill set. But you know, one guy open, no. Two guy open, no. But by the time he's his escapability improved tremendously over last year, I think you guys would agree. And when he gets out of the pocket, um, you know, and it's uh, out the you know backyard football, that defense has to make a decision whether or not they're going to follow, follow these wide receivers deep and leave him leave him a seam. In which case, he's going to dice through them like a chainsaw through warm butter. Okay, so I guess my point is whatever it takes to win. I want to see him making good passes in the pocket, but guys get injured in the pocket. And I think the Bears, maybe the best thing that could happen to them is they lose the game on Sunday, and you look at it, and it's almost evident as possible that the offensive line couldn't protect, and the defensive line gave Jordan Love another 28 seconds like they seem to do every play. And Ryan Poles goes out and addresses this with either Burns or Jones, because I think Poles has high expectations. But the one thing that I do want, think will happen this year is Sylvie will be calling for Ted Bajan to uh, replace Ted? Fields at some point in time. Listen, no. I, did you just say Ted, too? He did. Ted Nugent, Ted right? Nugent. right. L- listen, I, do, you happen. don't have to take it from us, Jimmy. But, but take it from Steve Young, who joined us a couple of years ago and said, look, being able to escape pressure is a, is a tremendous commodity to possess. And it should be something that you take advantage of. But if you can't function at a very high level from the pocket as a quarterback, and take it from him, if if Steve Young had not honed his skills as a pocket passer, he would have never become the Hall of Fame quarterback that he was. If he was the guy that just ran around like a chicken with his head cut off when he was with Tampa and when he was in the USFL, talk to Tom Thayer about this as well. Tom has really strong thoughts about this. That Steve Young became the player he was with with the help of Bill Walsh and working on it himself where he was able to blend the two. His tremendous athletic ability, but also his effectiveness from the pocket. And Steve told us, he said, look, it'll, it'll look good. You can go so far, but you can't get to the top of the hill unless you are also very efficient and proficient as a pocket passer when you need to be. Right. A Just look passer. at Jalen Hurts last year. Correct. The way he threw the ball. 
And look at look at the passing numbers of Lamar Jackson in his in his sure. in his uh, MVP season. And I think he can do it. I, I I believe he can do it. I just need we need to see he can do it. He's got to take that step and prove that he can play that blended style where he can make you pay with his feet. But if you do allow him some time in the pocket, he can also beat you with his arm. Are you going to start with the uh, story that I gave you for Waddle's World? Or you are you going to start? Yeah, can we start with of that course. and not the hot list? Sure. Because I think that's the hottest of the hot list items. You got In it. my opinion. What happened on a flight from Atlanta, I think, to Barcelona? This would anger me so much. Wow, it was from an it was an overseas flight. Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, like you're all excited to go to Barcelona, Oof. and then you have to turn around to go back to Atlanta, and this was the reason. Wait to hear this. We'll lead Waddle's world with that. And Barstool Big Cat joining us at four. It's that time again when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. And he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything works out with Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside. Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt. What did you just say? Something just bit me on my butt. What do you mean? I don't know. Tyler, was that you? Oh, stop it. That was like a like a, a matter, a what bug happened? or something. The, the upper uh, part of my, or the lower part of my back or the upper part of my buttocks. I just got bit by like a bug. A, bu- a bug just bit you in the I studio. Think so. We have bugs in the studio. You sit on some, but you felt no, something felt bite some. you on the behind. Either that, or was like maybe it was the tag in my underwear. I don't know, but it felt like a bite. You got a tag in your underwear? You got some new underwear? Did you not like? No. Do you take the tags out of your underwear? I well, have tagless. Have yeah, yeah, I have tagless underwear. Oh my! I don't have a tag there either. So maybe, maybe. it was a bug. <laughs> now I just pulled my underwear sideways, and now it's giving me a, a, a wedgie. Rough ride. Yeah. Hold on. It's a mess. Absolute mess. It's game week, man. It's game week. It doesn't sound like it. You got to get out of the bunker. Get yourself a little bit of uh, sunlight or something, man. Some vitamin D. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, uh, Waddle's World's brought to you uh, by our good friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash finest member FDIC. Okay. So the story you were talking about sent uh, sent this to us. I think it was yesterday, right? A Delta yeah. flight had to turn around to be cleaned after a medical issue apparently involving a passenger. Um, well, I think that you have the sound, so it would probably explain itself, won't it? Yeah, this they is were the calling, sound of they the pilot. Called, they called this a biohazard. Yes. So it, it took off from Atlanta. plane was two hours into the eight-hour journey. Two from Atla- hours? You're already in. From Atlanta to Barcelona when it made a U-turn. Uh, an audio transmission, which you're about to hear between the pilots and the air traffic control, was shared by an aviation enthusiast on Twitter. Uh, and this was the recording. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Now, when he says that he's had the passengers had diarrhea throughout the plane, does that mean like... Not only was the toilet the recipient of said diarrhea, but he also, this passenger, also had an accident in different areas. 
on the plane. Yeah, like I, I was trying to visualize this because I think this is the only question that you're thinking of, right? That everyone's wondering, like, what does that mean? Diarrhea all over the airplane, right? Like, I did think he have? Did he use each of the bathrooms on the plane, or did he I, I actually soil himself? I think I'm I'm picturing leakage, and I'm picturing leakage being like as he's going up oh, the aisle. Yeah. Because how like what well, you are two already two hours in. So you're six hours from your destination. So now you have to go two hours back to Atlanta. You are ruining all these people's trip. And and you have to circle back. How, it's got to be bad, right? Well, for what it's worth, some people were responding on social media. One person posted, uh, both my wife and I were on the flight. It was a mess. The pilots made the right decision to turn around. The ground crew ripped out the carpet and put new ones in. Yes. Um, considering the cir- circumstances, the ground crew did a great job and uh, made the right decision. See, now, what was, this, was, gonna... was it a baby? Was this a person? Like, oh, how, I don't think it was a baby. Like, how, like, how, does, the, how does one not control themselves? Now, take it from a person who has had himself some uh, gambling and losing uh, instances. It has never, it never, never gotten that, that ex- furniture. No. That extreme? It has just been a little, a little, little uh, inside the underwear. That tweet sounds almost like it's a burner for the airline. That sounds <laughs> like a <laughs> point, Tyler. Burner there's tweet. a cynic. There, there's a youthful cynic right there. You don't think you're really, Sherlock. I don't know. What, Let no. me ask you a question. Wait, wait. The best is every news outlet responding to that tweet saying, um, "Hey, John, can, we'd love to have you so on the great. air to explain yeah. to explain what happened." So, wait, you don't think it really? It was really a diarrhea thing. You think something else happened, and they're covering it up. Up with that? No, no, no. I think the diarrhea thing happened. I'm saying the tweet that Meller read um, about the, oh, the guy like oh. standing up for the airline. That sounds it's coming like an from a Delta burner. burner account. Is what you're saying? Yep. Um, let me ask you this question. So, who do you feel for most? All the passengers, or the horrible, or the person that was no. experiencing the horrible situation? No, the passengers. Can you imagine no, being on a the flight? Passenger. The no. Pass- Dude, he you gotta wear that for the rest of your life. She inconvenienced all these people who were probably going on the trip of their life. And now, Which how they- many hours have they been inconvenienced because someone couldn't control themselves? It's fine. I understand when diarrhea comes calling, it's not pleasant. But how often have you ever, when you've had diarrhea, have you gone all over the furniture? Well, maybe that tells you the extent of the ailment that was this person was dealing with. Do you know of anybody who couldn't hold it where you couldn't? Now, was it an, an instance, do you think, where they say you can't get out of your seat? And so they sat in their seat and the tumble, the the rumbling in the tumble. Tum, what, what do you say? The rumbling the in rumble the tumble? in my tummy. And so the rumbly happened, and instead it just came out it all over the scene. It was an explosion. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it hits you at the, at the worst possible moment. You, you can't do anything about it. And if you're unfortunate to be on a plane in that scenario, think of the pain. God, Maybe that dude. person needed to be admitted to the hospital. Now, they do have a barf bag. But oh, there's, no, happens, there's, no yeah, there's, no, there's no poop bag. Yeah, they're not, it's not a dog. I did have an instance where I was leaving from St. Louis, and I was sick. Uh, I got food poisoning. Deerdorf and Hearts out of uh, all places I got food poisoning from. 
Dan wow. Deerdorf's and Jim Hart's restaurant. Really? Yeah. And Are they still around? Is that uh, I restaurant still I think it's closed. There? I believe it's closed. And Jim Hart was my AD at Southern Illinois. Due and, to food, food poisoning issues, did it close? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I was food, it was food poisoning. This is after covering Bears-Rams. And um, so the, 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 the plane was taxiing in St. Louis about to take off. And I knew I was going to get deathly ill and throw up. And I couldn't control it. And I told the flight attendant, and she said, we're taxiing. You cannot get up. I knew I needed the toilet. So I filled two barf bags up with puke. What if you had not had an access to the second barf bag? Were you going to puke everywhere? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what I, 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 was, okay. I was deathly ill. So what if then, similar situation, they got to turn it around because it's a biohazard. That, that's the only thing I could think of is that this, but it, they were two hours into the flight. I was um, I was flying to Germany in 2006 to go to the World Cup, and we had a medical emergency. We were over the Atlantic. They had to fly back to St. John's, Canada, so the player, uh, the person could exit the plane and be given medical assistance. So were, you we were, scream- like, were you screaming at him, Miller? Oh, you delayed my trip. I mean, it was an it was annoying, but it is what it is, right? right? We had when we were going to Italy when I was a kid. I almost did this to all the passengers on the flight from Newark yesterday to Chicago, but I averted it. A biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they wanted it's, to come back to Atlanta. Like just, it's got to be like she's uh, the person here. She is just walking up, and I, I, I like, I was trying to you figure this out. You get some of this, and you get some of this, and you get some of this. Has, has anyone ever heard of something like this? So you, you know what though? There was one time I remember I got like really sick. It was actually right around this, like a Super Bowl one year, where. Like it was coming out both ways, man, and I couldn't. I was in. I was at my house, so fortunately, it is what it is. But yeah. like Dude, sometimes, came, you wh- get so sick yes. you can't control it. I was on the way Aren't from you the airport to the bathroom, though. No, no, I was in the bathroom, but when it's coming out both ends, you what stay do you, in the bathroom. You do, but what what happens if you just unfortunate and the timing is you're, you're on the, the plane? You're in the bathroom to Barcelona. That bathroom is yours. It's yours. Bathrooms to Barcelona. But saying, yeah. I think the timing was yeah. it, it was it struck at the worst possible instance. They're, they're boarding for the flight. They think they could probably just there's you know, nothing worse. And bear it. There's and then, nothing worse. Like I feel I have sympathy for the true. person there's that worse. had this issue. Like remember when I, I flew back from Chicago from L.A. to Chicago on the overnight and was on the road to go to the Jay Cutler show. And I called you guys. and I said mm, this ain't going to happen. Yeah. I turned around and I actually had to pull off the road. To destroy a bathroom, yeah, I think it was right. shell you station. You made it to the bathroom, and then I. But then, then I drove home, and I got to tell you, I was up and down out of my bed for two days. Did you destroy your bed? No, I did not. No. Now, did you poop the bed? I did not. So, oh, how do you poop in the plane? Um, that's. A, I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe maybe that person was just so sick. I mean, I listen. I feel a little bit. I got another crazy story for you yeah, as well. Let's hear it. Two passengers were kicked off an Air Canada flight because they refused to sit in seats covered in puke. Security escorted two Air Canada passengers off a plane after they refused to sit in a seat someone had vomited in. A woman who said she was seated in the row behind them wrote on social media. In an August 29th Facebook post, a user named Susan Benson said she watched two women and a man struggle to get seated on a flight from Vegas to Montreal. She wrote in her post that she noticed a bit of a foul smell, but hadn't yet realized where it was coming from. She said she soon learned someone had thrown up on the previous flight. Uh, 
Air Canada attempted a quick cleanup before boarding, but clearly wasn't able to do a thorough clean. They placed coffee grinds in the seat pouch and sprayed perfume to mask the smell. <laughs> coffee grinds and perfume. Yeah. That's that's gross. Yeah. So they were like, no chance. I'm not doing this. And they got kicked off the flight. Would you like some Cubs uh, injury update info before we go to break? Oh, which, what, who's hurt? Well, there's, I mean, it's kind of a, uh, a an update. Tony Andraki says, Strowman's bullpen went well today, yesterday, rather. Cubs will see how he feels today and evaluate for the next steps. Boxberger's bullpen yesterday also went well. Yeah. Fulmer playing catch today will most likely have what's called a touch-and-feel bullpen tomorrow. Uh, Strowman and- can come back and replace Ty on any day he wants. Yeah. He's, not, he's, not, he he's not taking the ball out of Assad's hand. No, that's for sure. But but Tyon, ooh, yeah. I like just. I, I thought Tyon like a few weeks ago had finally figured it out. He's worse than ever now. Also, uh, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee in practice. Andy Reid says we'll just see how he goes to uh, how he does going forward. Um, said there's been no progress in talks with holdout uh, defensive tackle Chris Jones as well. So as they get set to play the Lions to kick off the NFL season, the uh, the Chiefs have a little bit of stuff yeah, on their hands. Sucks. I, I think love they'll watching be fine. Him play. I think they'll be fine. You think he'll be fine? Uh, I think the Chiefs will be fine. And that's a team that if for whatever reason they come out of the blocks and they don't look great, I'm not worried about that. Because you want them to win being uh yeah, Detroit being in the yeah, being in the, the I'm north. just saying that's a team where how they play in the first few weeks of the season, I'm not yeah. going to no. I wouldn't fret if I was a Chiefs fan. By the way, injury report brought to you by Costa Ivoni Personal Injury Lawyers. Believe it or not, I've got some other stuff for you when we come back. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. My computer just crashed on me. Do you have a little issue with that over there as well? Not mine. I wanted to bring you a story about how uh, the, I believe the Rolling Stones are coming out with a new album. Thought that that would really? tickle your fancy. But now I can't, I uh, cannot bring that to your attention because uh, I have computer issues. Let me see. Rolling Stones' new album. They released their first al- studio album in 18 years. Hackney Diamonds. Is that this the name right? of it? September 4th, 2023. The wait is over. The Rolling Stones will soon release new music. Monday, the band announced they're preparing to release their first album of original material in 18 years. That's pretty unbelievable. Since 2005's A Bigger Bang. Titled Hackney Diamonds, the band will share details of the release at an event in East London's Hackney District on Wednesday, where Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and Ronnie Wood will be interviewed by The Tonight Show host, Jimmy Fallon. Not Ronnie Woo Woo, as somebody said earlier. Ronnie Wood. Ronnie Wood is. Who said Ronnie Woo Woo? I heard somebody talking about the Rolling Stones. Maybe it was the other day. And called him Ronnie Woo Woo instead of Ronnie Wood. Was it someone in Chicago who called him Ronnie Woo Woo? I don't remember. I saw Ronnie Woo Woo a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing well. He's like 80 something years yeah, old. I saw he's him doing recently, great. too. I saw him at, uh, outside the uh, Cubs yes, game. Yes, he's doing great. I was trying to explain to, <laughs> to Braxton who he was. How did you explain it? It's tough to do because really? this is the guy who's famous. 
because when Daddy was a kid, he used to woo. Oh, I think he still has a woo or two left I in him. I don't think he's got much of a voice these days. I talked to him for a little bit. To woo, though? I didn't ask him to woo. We had a good conversation. It's great. I found him to be a lovely man. My favorite is uh, the Larry Mayer story when uh, there was a couple who thought he was like a... Uh, like a, like a, you know, like something that you can, like a party favor. And they took him out to their home in like Arlington Heights. And then they got tired of him wooing. And he had no what? way of getting back to the city. Well, that is an ass move yeah, right there. Like, they're like, oh, cool, Ronnie Woo Woo. And they took him out to, like, the birds. No, that's not. That with doesn't no way play. of him getting home. No. And, like, people were calling the police that they're like, there's this... There's this weird guy wooing in the middle of the suburbs. That's not right. Those people are not. That's not cool. I'm off those people. They're not on my list. By the way, I was just handed this by Tyler. Chicago Park District removes unofficial sign declaring a nude beach in Rogers Park. Chicago Park District has removed an unofficial sign declaring a nude beach at Loyola Beach in Rogers Park after it was apparently placed there by a citizen. Oh, like as a goof? I guess. Have you ever been to a new beach? I have not. Have you? I have not either. I don't have... Listen, I sit in the sun for five minutes and my face turns purple. Okay? Like, I'm not letting the whole body get that. Well, I told you, it's not even an outdoor thing. It's I'm a bad nude guy. I don't even feel comfortable walking around my house naked. Really? No. Yeah, I don't, I'm not bothered by that. And I'm not comfortable. And I'd like... Uh, maybe I'll walk around in my boxers. Yeah. But not uh, not nude. Well, I don't make a I don't make a habit out of it. But like I it sounds I like what it, it is. sounds like you do. Oh, I don't. Not at all. Uh, please stop a Nebraska man for bucking the law with a bull riding shotgun in his car. How do you fit a bull? My those my first those my first day. So many Nate Robinson. A car driving with a bull in it was pulled over by police in northeast Nebraska's biggest city. Don't worry, he didn't steer. Mm. Uh, the police chief said it didn't take long for officers to track down the modified Ford Crown Victoria sedan with a bull riding shotgun. The car that Lee Meyer has driven in parades across the uh, area for years has half the windshield and roof removed to make room for his bull named Howdy Doody. <laughs> Remember yeah. Howdy Doody? Yes. I used to love the Howdy Doody show when Who's I was a kid. a bull in a car? Yeah, that's impossible. It's dumb. I had so many other good things that just disappeared on my computer. Uh, that's all I got for you. Uh, okay. Time to go to Big Cat here in a few minutes. Barstool Big Cat's going to join us there. So much to talk about. Bears, Packers, the college football weekend. I want you to think about this. Is uh, Deion Sanders one of sports' most interesting people ever? Ever. Think about this. We'll make the case and... We'll shoot it with uh, Barstool Big Cat coming up next.